third minute at Old Trafford. Welcome to Kringle Talks Football. Hello, welcome to a brand new episode of Kringle Talks Football. This is the very first reaction video, reaction video, reaction pod that I'm doing, um, which comes immediately after the Arsenal. 1-1 draw at home against Southampton. Um, going into the game, Arsenal wasn't really... Um, we weren't really thought or expected to do much. I think, you know, back of four straight home defeats, Southampton coming in with a bit of confidence. Um, Bearing in mind, they win would take them top of the Exactly. Um, so, as again, sorry, as you heard in the background just then, I'm joined again by my... Arsenal fan and cousin-in-law Adam, um, but yeah, what's your thoughts? Your immediate reaction thoughts? Good point gained, point dropped, or are you kind of like in the middle of at least we didn't lose, considering we had been losing? Honestly, for me, the season's over. It's, I, I know <laughs> we're still at the beginning; we haven't even reached the halfway point, but the season's finished for me. We're not realistic the reality is we're not going to get relegated and we're not going to make Champions League football unless we win the Europa League which with the level of opposition that's now dropped down is going to make it a lot harder yeah so there's, there's nothing for us to play for no more this season well for me to watch but we will still watch them though right I was because that's what we do um yeah, to be fair, look, you know, we'll, we'll run through the lineup firstly because I think on paper we looked at the lineup. I think we both said it, you know, it was a, it was nice to see the fact that certain players come in. So we had Leno in goal. We had a back three essentially of holding Gabriel Tierney. And then it was Maitland Niles, El Neni Ceballos, Saka, Pepe, and Ketio and Abamyang. Me personally, I was quite happy with the fact that, you know, William got dropped. Obviously, Jack and Bellerin couldn't play. That's a positive. Lacazette. Was dropped. A positive from Gabriel getting sent off. He was unable to bring on Lacazette and uh, yes, William. Yes, yes. So it was nice yes. to not see them on our screens today. Yeah. So obviously, yeah, we we started off very slowly. I think, although to be fair, now we started off pressing well. We you know we we were we were we were trying to at least press high. Um, but the problem with Southampton at the moment because they've got the confidence, they were just playing out in and around our press and we weren't pressing as a team we were pressing as individuals you know you have um, Nketia pressing from the front Aubameyang then presses from the front but the ball goes over to their left back and Pepe is kind of like strolling a little bit to, to get to his man and then it moves past him and you've got Elneny pressing but Sabah's kind of a bit, a bit you know to and fro and do I press do I not um, so the first half wasn't great by any stretch of the imagination by any stretch of the imagination and then Southampton go and get the goal after 20 minutes sloppy um, error I think by Gabriel trying to trying to win the ball high up Tierney got caught in two minds his positioning was really bad and then the ball through to Walcott and let's be fair we've seen it as Arsenal fans many times Walcott goes through one on one against the goalkeeper and he rarely misses I think personally Leno should have done better 
He came out, he tried to make the, the space too small, but in doing that gave Walker one option and that was to dink it over him, which he gladly took. Um, what's your thoughts on basically what you saw after that? So after the goal, what, what kind of reaction was you expecting and, and did you see that reaction? I expected the team to crumble. I expected the first goal to go in, all their heads drop. The players once again start to feel sorry for themselves, no belief, but they came out. They played second half. We came out. We played a lot better. We got the equaliser. That Saka got Saka run that to which led to our goal was it was sublime. For such a small guy, you see the strength he's got. He's um, he was able to hold off two players and yeah. play in the past. He's got that low center of gravity that you associate with the likes of Luis Suarez, Sergio Aguero, Lionel Messi, and obviously we're not putting him in the same bracket, but when you've got a, such a low centre of gravity, it's so difficult to get the ball off of him. Mm. Um, and he showed it. He did show it second half. We came out, we definitely were a lot better in the second half than we were in the first half. We came out quick. We came out wanting to press higher. The whole team, they wanted to press higher. Arteta clearly obviously must have said to them, you need to be pressing from the front and you know going through. Um, obviously, you mentioned Saka's run that led to the goal. It was, it was sublime. It was everything that... That Saka goal for... Uh, Sorry, run. goal. Yeah. That was... The only reason we got that goal, it was a stroke of brilliance yeah. from Saka. And you know what? Credit where credit's due for Eddie Nketiah for a nice little touch inside because that was a very nice little touch. You know, we're not big... I'm not a big fan of Eddie Nketiah, if I'm honest. I think he does a job where he needs to do a job, but he's not, for me, the striker we need at Arsenal Football Club going forward. Um, if we want to challenge for trophies, let's let's be fairly. If we want to get out of the relegation zone first, but if we want to challenge for trophies and push on to winning trophies, he's not the striker we need. He's a good player to have off the bench if we need someone, but he's not the player we need to start the game every game. And the problem is where we have Lacazette sat, you know, sat on the bench, not doing any better. That you, you don't leave yourself much chance. To be fair, the moment, this moment in time. He is our top goal scorer for this season on five yeah. goals. So, he is. and you know what? I don't think he had a bad game by any stretch of the imagination. I think he did what he needed to do from the situation that allowed, because you know we didn't have a lot of the ball. I think the first half stats showed that we only had forty-two percent possession. Mm. You know, which come on, it's not great at home, but. Like I said, Southampton have been playing with confidence. Southampton, you know, they won their last game comfortably. They should have, in my in my opinion, they should have beaten United. I thought United were very fortunate to win that game. But we we just look, to be fair, we look like a team with no confidence. And you could tell we had no confidence. We've got no confidence going forward. As I was saying, back to the goal we scored. Saka had to take it within himself to run the ball forward. He sees there's no movement from any of the players, player teammates around him. So he could either pass it back yeah. or run forward with the ball. Yeah. He chose that option, we got the goal. But majority of the times, players will see our Sabayos will have the ball, yeah. Naini will have the ball, Shaka will have the ball. Everyone, our midfielders will have the ball. They'll see there's no movement up top, there's no one trying to run it in between the defence, none of that. They just pass it back. So, so in, with that being said, if we make this, let's say we get our in the January transfer window, we're just we're just banking so much on signing this player. 
I don't think it's going to make that much of a big difference. No, I think you need... Because the players around him, if yeah, they're not making need... the movements, if they're not making the runs, I what agree. can he bring possibly to the team? You need more than that. And I said this to you the other day, we need two of those kind of creative midfielders. That if one of them's... One of them will have the ball and there's not a lot of movement around him, at least you've got the other one who's going to provide something as well. Uh, we we definitely need two in that position. And Arteta needs to get the players to... 100%. You know, we looked at, you know, there was a clip, if you know, you're listening to this and everyone saw it, there was a clip of Edu in the stands at some point during the first half shaking his head, really, you know, frustrated and angry. And you're like, but you're the one that's put us in this position from a directorial point of view. You're the one who's basically gone out and bought the players that you've said you wanted or you've said, or you've green-lighted. Listen, we can all say, yeah, at the start of the season, Arteta said, I want William. But surely there's somebody above him that says, well, William's 32. By the time his contract finishes, us he's going to be 35. He's not a spring chicken anymore. And you're playing him in an advanced position. You want him to press, 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 press. He's not that player. Somebody should have been above him. It should have been Edu who said, okay, listen, I get that. But why don't we look at an alternative who's younger, who's faster, who's who's got more that he wants to give to the football club? Why didn't we do that? That's my thing. However, you know, like I said, he sat there in the stands, shaking his head nonstop. But... Unless you're going to be the man that says to the Cronkies, go out and get these players right now, give me the money for these players right now, you're part of the problem. And you're going to be part of the problem until either Arteta gets sacked because of your incompetence and the player's incompetence, or it gets turned around and you're going to be the man that looks like the person who's changed it. Um, On the... But can I just, sorry, a quick one. You mentioned the goal. It should have given us a lift. It gave us a lift. We looked confident then. We looked like we were going to... You know, again, it's similar against Burnley after the second half. We looked like we were about to, you know, take the momentum with us and do something. And then within the space of 10 minutes after Aubameyang's goal, Gabriel got booked and then four minutes later he got sent off. That momentum swing went literally all the way towards the Arsenal favour and within the next eight minutes went straight back down. You made a very interesting fact whilst we were watching the game. Since Arteta has come in as Arsenal manager... In this short period of time, he's managed eight players who've had eight red cards. Eight red cards. Off. Three in the last five games. Do you put that down to Arteta makes his players play with a bit of aggression? Well, let's put it this way. Three players in the last five games have been sent off after the restart, after the second half. There's got to be something he said to the players at half-time that's obviously you know riled them up. Don't get me wrong. You know, the Xhaka one... We've always we've seen that before from Xhaka. So it's not as if to say, well, you know, this is a spare of the moment thing by Xhaka. Like, I can't believe he's done that. No, we've seen it before from him. Gabriel, for me, up until the, the sending off, he was having a poor night. Like I said, he, he, he was rashing his decision to try and dive in for their goal. He didn't have the best of nights. He made a few challenges further upfield, which was still good. But it wasn't the performance we, you know, I said it to you, didn't I? Like, he's had his Koscielny moment tonight where... For the whole season, he's been our best player, let's be honest. And that doesn't really say much about the rest of the team, but he's been our best player this season. And then he has a stupid game where he has a stupid couple of moments, which gets him sent off. Um, But the problem is he made three fouls tonight and he got two yellow cards for them. We've seen it many times, and it's not to say an excuse, but we've seen it many times in other games, not just against Arsenal, but a player can make seven or eight fouls and not even receive a single yellow card. The problem with Gabriel is the two mistakes he did Firstly, he kicked the ball away. You just don't do that in in modern football. Like modern football, that's a straight yellow. As silly as it sounds because you're delaying play. And then the second one, 
you know, you're grabbing onto the man. There's a bit of to and fro, and I think Phil Walcott was grabbing him. He was grabbing Walcott. Walcott, the one that falls down, and he's the one that gets sent off. So it was a moment of madness by Gabriel, and it's it killed the game completely. Because after that, I think we had what two shots, maybe. After that, sending off, Arteta didn't want to risk it. And I don't blame him. Shot. I don't blame him. Listen, we've lost our last four games at home. This is for me. I said this to you. Look, all I want is a win. I don't care how it comes. I'll take a one nil win. You know, with 8% possession, it gives the team a bit of a belief. You know, it gives the team something to work on. Just some sort of confidence. And listen, if that goal tonight for Aubameyang has given him something, because the finish was, wasn't a, it was a, it wasn't a scrappy finish that we see from confident, lack of confident strikers. It was a lovely finish, bottom corner placed. If that gives him some confidence going into the next few games, then lovely. I'll take it. Um we just hope we just need to hope it does. You know, the problem is we're running out of players. Um, I think Bellerin, as much as I don't want him to play, Bellerin's back for the next game. What do you What do you think of Maitland-Niles' performance today? I thought he was excellent. Right I thought he was excellent. I thought he is a much better defender than Bellerin is, and I think Bellerin has gotten away too much in recent times from being an attacking right back. The problem is for your right back, you need somebody who is good at both ends. And I think Maitland-Niles was fantastic in the one-on-ones. Towards the end of the game, he tired out. You could see he got beat a couple of times. That's why Arteta bought Cedric on, who did nothing more better. Um, But I was happy with him overall. What about you? Overall performance for me, he was really, he done really well. Played... The thing I liked about him, his passing was really good. As not taking anything away from his defending, his defending was really good. But what stuck out for me tonight was his passing. Yeah, his eye to pick out the ball. A few yeah. times he set us up on the counter where he just pinged the ball forward to Aubameyang. Aubameyang's on the break. Yeah, but it's every time we go into the final third is my biggest problem with this Arsenal. No, hundred percent. And I think. You know, the way we set up tonight, listen, I was happy to see us go back to that back three, the 3-4-3 three, three that you know made us successful last season. And, you know, you know we're going to get ahead of ourselves slightly, but I think going, to, going into the Everton game at the weekend, we need to set up in this exact way. Louise will come in for Gabriel. Louise, you said it, I said it, someone else said it, that we've missed Louise's presence. presence. Whether it's just because of his leadership you saw when he came on today. Right, he was he was di- dictating people. He was telling people where to go. And, you know, that might have been Gabriel's fault because his English isn't all there yet. So he's holding time to do that. But the minute Louise came on, you could hear holding weren't really speaking much. And Louise was the one telling players where to stand, telling players what to do, where to go. And look, you know, Louise he's isn't... In charge the, of the defence. Yeah. Louise isn't the greatest defender himself by any stretch of the imagination, but he's still a, a good he's, commander. In regards to... These rumours that have been coming out about Louise and Arteta not getting along. It's been a breakdown in the camp. I'm not sure I believe it. I don't believe it. I don't believe it in the slightest. Louise, the way he came out today, you can see he's he's focused. Yeah, yeah, he's 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 hungry to do well, man. He's you know, the unfortunate incident with Raul Jimenez against Wolves, you know, knocked his confidence, knocked the team's confidence, whatever. But when he came on, he looked fine. He didn't look out of place. And to be fair, we defended okay since then. Um, but I think 
it's just it's just annoying because Defen- again for the defensively second, we weren't bad we weren't bad we like, we've been bad this no, season no, no, we haven't we haven't conceded loads of goals the, our biggest problem this season has been Salah should have scored yeah sorry we're watching the Liverpool game in the background Salah should have just scored that our biggest problem this season has been our attack to where we don't take our chances yeah no listen. we will have six seven shots in the game to where easily one of them could go in yeah the strikers we've got at the moment and Aubameyang is going through a bit of a rough patch like is that not good enough Nketiah is scoring goals but he's scoring goals in the Europa League that's the difference that's the problem and you know what I said it to you while the game was on um, about uh, Daniel Fark's comments and I related Arteta to that kind of situation but I'll read it out listen this is what this is what Daniel Fark fully said yeah he said in general the teams that are promoted because of a solid defense find it easier to adapt to a high level because they're still solid if they're then able to add quality in the offense they have a good chance to stay in the league in the first season they have more problems the year after because with no offensive plan they struggle to take the next step that is where Arteta is right now last season when he came in he saw how many goals we were shipping he tried to shore up the defense by going three at the back we hardly conceded any goals and we won a trophy. This season now, because he hasn't added the quality of the attack to that, we're now we're now seeing the problem. He's in that second season syndrome as a quote-unquote promoted team because he's a new manager. He's in that second season syndrome where he had the defence solid. He's now then trying to adapt it so his offensive players are creative enough and getting in the spaces. But the problem is they're not. They're just, they're just not at all. The... the, the, the the gap between the midfield and the attack, we said it the other day, is still so much. So, And we're watching, like I said, we're watching the Liverpool-Tottenham game where you can see the connection between midfields on both teams You know, are a million times better than where we want to be. There's a lot of balance within them. Yeah, 100%. Um, you can see with Liverpool's team alone, it doesn't rely purely on, especially this is their midfield, it doesn't rely on individual brilliances. Well, without, without being disrespectful, you can't. working together. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't you wouldn't say that uh, Genie Wijnaldum and to- uh, Jordan Henderson are in the top ten midfielders in the world. You wouldn't, but, but you they you play would, together, so yeah. they, they understand one another. They understand yep. their teammates around them. They know yep. what their team. They but, know each other's strengths and weaknesses. But you would bank on them beating any te- any team in the world because they because they, they know, know each other exactly. inside and out. And that's the problem with the Arsenal midfield at the moment. We've got too many players who are not good enough. To be in this squad, not good enough to be in well, the Premier League squad. We know it's January coming. Yeah, we have. Look, you said it to me earlier. Edu today. has come out and said that we're looking to sign a midfielder. No, for listen, if we were that serious about doing that, we would have already had a deal tied down for someone. You know, we've seen it in the past with Liverpool doing it with uh, Naby Keita, where they signed him at the start of this, the end he of the January yeah, transfer window. Chelsea, yeah, the, the end of the transfer window, but for the following season. Minamino, last year, this time last season, Minamino had already been announced as a Liverpool player. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong, it's on a different scale because it's, you know, it's the different prices and whatnot. But if we were that serious, we would have already been on the phone to Leon getting a deal completed. You don't need to wait. No, of course you don't. You don't need to wait for January to come to have no, the deals already lined up. No, 100%. Listen, like I said it the other day, you offer enough money to any club and any player is available. It's, it's, it's not it's rocket science. Well, I know. Not Barca for Messi. But. No, but, but you know what I'm saying. Any player, considering the, the current situation that players in Liga and face, especially at Lyon, 
you know, there's talk of um, Renato Sanchez at Lille being unhappy, and he's apparently going to be on the on the move because Lille are in a really bad situation financially. Now, I'm not Which saying we should take. sign him, but I'm saying that there are situations. Listen, a lot of Arsenal fans online are are, are bigging him up, saying that he's having he's having a very good season. I haven't personally watched it, so I couldn't comment. But if he's a player that's available to do a deal with, why isn't a deal already being done? Similar with Awa, there's the talk of the fact that he could be gone for 50 million. Why hasn't that deal already been done? We can clearly see, Arteta can see, Arteta's said it many times, we lack creativity in the midfield. Edu's come out yesterday in the fans forum and said it. We lack creativity in the midfield. We are looking at a creative midfield. One player is not going to come and change that. I no, it you. won't. But I it will give you, no, but it's it will a give you a boost like Bruno did. Look what Bruno did at United. When he came in, they were what? 10th or 11th? They finished third. That? I don't deny that. But you're, you're, you're banking and hoping a player can come and make the same impact as Bruno has done for United. The reality is we need more than just the one player to come and make a difference for us. Yeah, no, I agree. But you know what the thing is? Yeah, listen, when... Go. Do you remember? Go. Oh, goal, 1-0, Salah. Do you remember... Captain on FPL. Do you remember, yeah, when Meza Ozil first signed for the club and when Alexis Sanchez first signed for the club? We knew full well still then we weren't going to win the league. But we saw a player coming in from Real Madrid, a player coming in from Barcelona, who are world-class players, and immediately the, the rest of the team... At least for the short time, anyway. You, their morale and their game your belief goes up tenfold. You know, first game in his first Premier League game of Alexis Sanchez's season, Man City at home scores a goal in the top left hand corner. I think what Arteta needs to do now is he does need to drop these players that are not performing to the best of their abilities. He needs to put them under a bit of pressure to let them know if you're not performing, you're not gonna play, and it makes them train harder. Yeah. You've got our youngsters who are hungry, you yes. can see it. You know You've what? Got Joe Willock. He came on today. I've been screaming for Willock to play. I think he's a fantastic young centre mid. He's got the legs. He's got the work ethic. Listen, I like him, and the problem is with him. He definitely needs to be given a chance, more of a chance to show what he can do. The thing is, as well, like I said to you, you know, I'll during happily it, call back when Doozy from loan as well. Do you know what? I was listening to a, a podcast. You know, I was listening to the Arsenal Vision podcast there, and um, Clive was talking about. Guendouzi being on loan at Hertha Berlin saying yeah he, look, he's tidy in possession he's done, but he's not the answer to our midfield and we not that we need an immediate fix we need an immediate answer but we need players who look Guendouzi scored I, last week yeah, but that's his first goal no, of the season I'm not, I'm not saying anything to do I've seen Guendouzi when he's been playing for us in my opinion we've played a lot better with him in our midfield oh, yeah, well, then when, he's, than not, when yeah. he's not there no I agree with that completely and that's, thought, the, that's the thing look you said during there today, like, Ceballos has been fantastic and that. And I agreed with you. I said he's been good. That, yeah, he gave the ball away a couple of times. He dives when he should have taken a shot on his left foot. That's, that's one thing that really pisses me off as well, is when players go into the box on their wrong foot and they try to turn back into tra- danger just so they can get it onto their right foot or their, you know, their, their shooting foot. Just take the shot with your left foot. Anything can happen. Just take the shot with your weak foot. I hate it, hate it, hate it. Um, but... With Sabayos, like he's good enough, but you asked me the question, would I sign him permanently in the season? And my answer straight away was no, and it still is. Because he's still not the solution to our problems. Because he's he's part of the problem right now. Mm. When don't get me wrong, when the shackles are off, when Jacques is not playing, he looks like he's ten times the player he was when he played alongside Xhaka. Because with Xhaka, it's just sideways. Him, him, 
Him, him. Shaka Sabayas, Shaka Sabayas. At least when he has uh, Elneny alongside him and we ain't seen what he's like with party alongside him. But he looks like he's got a little bit more license to actually, you know, take the take the ball by the horns and, and actually move. Had, if you had to ask me who our most creative player is at this moment in time, it is Sabayas. Oh, without I know he done. doesn't have any no, no, of Saka. 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 Saka creative. Well, stats-wise, no, but he's the one that Likewise, with today, Elneny, come on, today. with Sabayos, that's why he's not. He doesn't get assists, but he plays those passes. He does. He plays those forward passes. Yeah. You have that pass to Pepe today, when yeah. Pepe took the shot straight at McCarthy. That was a lovely opportunity. Listen, Pepe should have buried. If that. De Bruyne plays that pass on any given day, everyone's you know creaming their pants over it because but it was Sabayos a, it was a pass. plays those passes. It's not his fault that. No, 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 I agree. The, the problem with Sabayos, he needs to enough. produce that pass more. He needs to play that pass three, three, four times a game. We see it with Bruno. We see it from De Bruyne. That pass gets made three or four times a game. With Sabayos, you know, he plays that pass once a game. You know, maximum twice a game. We need that pass every every 10 minutes. That that pass needs to be played. This is some really lovely football for me. And that's the... You know what? It's depressing watching this because it's actually, you know, their midfield... Look how close their midfield is together. We're watching the game. Their midfield is so tight and so compact together, yet they still look like they got width. I watched the Man City game yesterday. Um, with look Siamid how fast yesterday. they passed the ball around. Sterling was on the right. You had... Um, Flip, who was on the left? I can't remember who was on the left now. Was that the City game? Yeah, I can't remember who was on the left. They weren't Mahrez, he didn't play. But they had their left winger on their left. They had their right winger on the right. But yet their midfielders, De Bruyne, Gundogan... Rodri and even Jesus coming deep were just crowding out that midfield so they had every avenue possible they sucked the team in to make them come and press them and then they just spring it out to the right or left we don't have that we don't have that kind of team we Liverpool, don't have that kind of players as when Liverpool go in the final third just watch how quick they play their passes I know I'm, I can see it and that's the problem we don't have that at the moment we do not have that at the moment but but look, getting away from the Liverpool, get back into the Arsenal team right now. That's what I was going to bring it back to. The game, the game we've just seen, we've got too many players right now who are playing with no confidence. Yeah, and we can see that. Look, even, even look, the minute Aubameyang scored, that next bit of phase of play after the restart, he was chasing every ball down, every single ball it, down. It boosted up his confidence. Yeah. You saw before the he'd way scored, he celebrated. Right, the, before, the, before he'd scored... You saw the way he was pressing. You, every time he didn't get the ball near the ball, his head was dropping. He was like, oh, this, oh, that. Every touch that went off or was wrong, he was like, oh, oh. Mm. the minute he scored, his game was just up another level what we'd seen him last season. You know, don't get me wrong, we all wanted to see Pepe, but for me, Pepe was really, really bad tonight. He wasn't great in he the He was slightest. nowhere to be seen. No, he wasn't. The, the, the very few chances he's had was And the problem is... Average. With, yeah, 100%. And the problem is, though, with him... He he tries too much. He tries too much. And the team knows, though, that they're going to crowd around him quick. He doesn't play the ball quick enough himself. But, but I'll, you know, I will say it. He needs a run of games where he needs to play to build up his confidence. He's a confidence player. He needs to play week in, week out. The same way William's been given this flipping free ride by Arteta for the last however many games. Because, you know, whatever reason. Wow. Well, How the hell did that just happen? I just skipped flipping Amazon Prime. It's 1 1 Tottenham, by the way, guys. Liverpool 1 1. But look, with Pepe, he needs a run of games the same way 
that Willian has been getting chance after chance after chance, stinking out the place game after game. He needs that same. He's off. He's offside. He's off. He's offside. He is offside. But look, that's what, going back again to the Arsenal, that's what Pepe needs. He needs a run of games where he's able to showcase what he can do and build up some confidence. But look, we're gonna we're gonna have a couple of I think we'll just do a couple of things. What you know, what in Arteta, uh, if I can Who 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 for you has been the player tonight where you thought, okay, cool, let's build on something with this player? Saka. He's the only player that I saw a bit of quality from today. I, I this Arsenal team is just a shambles and it's starting to make me think Don't say it's it. Arteta's management. Don't say it, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it. I know where you're going to go with it, don't say it. I'm starting say. to think, is it his actual... What, did the goal stood? Yeah, it was onside. The thing is, yeah, look. MJ said to me today, or he, he said... I, I Somebody put a question out saying, should Arteta go tonight? Or will, do you think Arteta will survive it if he doesn't win this? And my thing is, he will survive until after January for me, personally. No matter how bad the results will get, because he knows what he wants in January. If the boards don't get him I what he wants in January that. and we still are but doing what we're doing, then they might go. Then if he gets, put it this way, let's say, let's, let's say yeah, perfect January transfer window, yeah, that we're looking for. We get Husamawa in and we get another creative midfielder, whether that be, you know, Buendia, whether that be Sanchez, whether that be someone else, who else, I don't know. We get them players in, and we're still performing badly. We're still not creating chances. We're still losing games. Then you then start to properly question the manager because now he's brought in the players he wants in those positions to make that. to transition. I understand that. So you could say it's a transition. We're going. I understand we're going through a transition at this moment in time. But has a transition ever been this bad? I understand a few bad performances here, there. My whole point of us going through a transition, we finish. Seventh, like we did, yeah. Not be fifteenth. No, we didn't. You're right. No, listen. You're right. And I said this. This is this is our eleventh goal of this yeah. of the season. Yeah. No, 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 no. Hundred percent. And you know what? Listen, I said this. I've said this to you off air, and I've said this to people before. Look, when I said this to you earlier, actually, when you've got say say for instance, yeah, Arteta was the man that said, I want to bring in Cedric, I want to sign Mari permanently, I want to bring in William. these are players I want, because they're going to improve our team. Somebody above that person should have turned around and said, no. They should have turned around and said, why? Why is that player going to make us better? What has that player got, let's say, that, what has William got that Reese Nelson hasn't? Right now, in this current situation, because listen, I'm going to get my Chelsea friend on, who, and I'm going to ask him more in depth what the hell's going on with Willian. And he said it. He said it at the start of the season. They were laughing at us because Willian was signed by us on a free. Yeah. But now, listen, at the same time, I said this to I said this to whoever it was. Chelsea know everything about Willian to the T. Yeah. And they still wanted to sign him for two extra seasons. Mourinho knows everything about Willian. Tottenham wanted to sign him. So he can't be a bad player. What is going wrong? What has happened for him to be this bad? But So that's my question. What did he have and what did they see in William to bring him in that you can't say, I'm going to give this chance to Reese Nelson? Because we've seen with Reese Nelson, there's bits and pieces with Reese Nelson. He might not be the finished article and by, you know, by no way... Chelsea wanted article. to keep William. Yeah. 
he was never going to be a starter in their team. No, of course he's not. He was always just going to be some. He they signed Ziyech now. Right now. They've yeah. got Pulisic. They've got. They've even got Werner that could play. They can just play them on the wings. William was never going to be a starter for them. No, for Spurs, he was always going to be a backup look, player. Look as at well. Gareth Bale. He's not even made the, the team tonight. My I'm, point exactly. And I told you. I told everyone at the start. Gareth Bale is not the man that Tottenham are relying their hopes on. He's not the same man. He's not motivated in the slightest. And Tottenham fans, if you're listening, and any Tottenham fan I bring on, I'll say the same thing to you. He's not motivated at all to play football anymore. This man was going to retire if he'd stayed at Real Madrid this season and go off and play golf. The man did not want to play football anymore. The fact that it was Spurs that came in for him, that's the only reason why Mm. he stayed on. That's the only reason why he decided he wanted to play football. He's finished as a footballer. And I'm putting it out there, he's finished. As I was saying, back to the William point. Sorry, go for uh, it. No, fair enough. I, like, I, like I know you wanted to go on your rant, but... Yes, go for it. Back to the William point. None of these clubs, you're saying Mourinho wanted to sign him. None of them wanted to sign him to be a first-team player. Exactly. That, and that's, that's so where we We've signed now. him now to a three-year contract, paying him over 100... 200, 200 grand a week, I think it is, you know. That's how bad it is. Yeah, 200 yeah, yeah. grand a week. I think it is, you know. I mean, the calculation could be wrong. Was, 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 grand might be 100, 150, 200, but listen. 1-0 Palace. That's not what I need. It's my local club. Got supporting hundred percent. But I need a clean sheet from West Ham. So, yeah. So back to it. So, but he. I don't think he was ever meant to be starting ahead of Pepe. But the, no. But that's the problem. Listen. The problem is Arteta. There's a reason why Emery dropped Pepe. There's a reason why Freddie didn't start him. Pepe, there's a reason why Arteta Emery didn't, start him. didn't want Pepe. No. Slightest. He wanted Zaha. Exactly. And that's had the, he gotten Zaha, it would have been a completely different situation. Would. Ha- would Emery have gotten sacked? But they, <sighs> Had Emery gotten the players he wanted, would he have gotten sacked? Would he I have gone on that so. poor run of form? I don't think so, because he wanted Nzonzi, we signed Torreira. He wanted Zaha, we signed Pepe. My thing is... I don't understand why we're... Tra- I, listen, the thing is as well, yeah, which baffles me, and you know, I've heard it spoken on the Arsenal Vision podcast, but they signed Pepe for 72 million, knowing full well the manager wanted a left winger. Yeah, and what they did was in the summer they go cool. What we're going to do is we're going to sign a thirty-two-year-old right winger on a free transfer to compete with Pepe on that side, rather than saying Nelson, we're going through a, a period of transition. This is your time to put some stake to it. If you're not good enough, cool, go out on loan in January. And we'll try sign someone then. I don't see why would I needed to be signed, but. What I will say is that I'm not gonna, we're going off topic. This is you know supposed to be straight away instant reaction of the game. Like I said, so you've obviously said Saka is your man who he was man of the match for me. Yeah, he was, and I would probably go. I'd say Ainsley Maitland-Niles is the man that needs some investment in at right back. You know, oh, Maitland-Niles for me. He, he look, sh- we've had it where. Maitland-Niles has said he don't want to play right back. He wants to play central midfielder. He wants to play right wing or whatever. You're at a football club like Arsenal. You, as a, as a player, should be happy where you're playing, right? Regardless, as a young player anyway, you should be happy that you're being selected. If you're playing at right back, you play at right back and you make that your own. When Hector Bellerin came into the Arsenal side, or before he came into the Arsenal side, he was a right winger in the under-21s, under-18s, yeah? When he first was signed, he was a right winger because of his pace. But he knew full well he weren't getting in ahead of Walcott at the time or Sanchez or whoever it was. And I think it was Steve Bold or whoever it was that said to him, we're going to try you at right back and we want you to make right back your own. 
And he did for the time. When he first came in under the Bushi, I said it in my thing, he was a breath of fresh air. He, he was doing things that we needed to do. This is what Maitland-Niles right now needs to do. He plays at right back for us and he's our first choice right back because he's athletically good, he's strong, he's quick. You know, he's good on the offense. He's fantastic defender one-on-one. You know, everybody raves, rants and raves about Aaron Wan-Bissaka being a, you know, the best defender one-on-one. Ainsley Maitland-Niles can be similar. He's a very good defender one-on-one. He's the player I invest my time in if I want, you know, strong players, you know, forward-looking players. So my next question then is, who has, who is your man that's basically lost, your, your confidence has gone in? That played today? That played today. There's a lot. There's a few of them. I don't want Holden starting for us anymore. Nope, I I completely yeah. agree. I hate his defensive he, his, awareness. His, his yes, his lack of concentration and his defensive awareness is so poor. And for me, I, I listen. They said it in commentary that it wasn't a penalty, but I think he was so lucky the fact that he just rashed, like he rashly uh, ran into the to Gineppo. I think that could have been a penalty, and I thought I'm surprised it wasn't given as a penalty. If I'm honest. Um, I'm not surprised. It was never oh, a penalty for me. Go on, give us give us your player that you've lost your confidence in tonight. It's not... Uh, you can't ask me tonight. It's... No, no, off the back of this game, who is the player that you look at and think, okay, listen, I, I can't... I just don't want to see you in an Arsenal team anymore. I felt this way a long time about a lot of the Arsenal players. So, you can't... I can't just judge it based off of tonight. Alright, cool. So, I would probably go... If you're not going to say one, you can't think of one right off the top of your head. No, I can think of many, but to say based off of tonight, tonight has been... You can say based off of our, the team's confidence, it was one of our best performances. Defensively? Defen- Defensively, yeah. Season we d- Attacking-wise, no. Attacking-wise, attacking it was still the same. It was attacking wise, but what I'm saying in regards to this season is we went behind 1-0. We was 1-0 down. Every time we've gone gone home behind this season, six we've times, lost, yeah. we lost all yeah, six. put that stuff on us. So, for us to come back and gain a point, I know it was at home. We almost even nicked it at the end with 10 men. No, 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 listen, I, I agree. You know what, for me, I'd probably say, okay, I don't I'll want to see Holden start no more. That would be, the, that, okay, I'm going to go with that as well then. I would say Holden. I don't want him starting, starting for us at the moment. The problem is, yeah, you, you go through a situation where in the start of the summer, that man was like on the verge of signing for Newcastle on loan. And the next minute, he's your starting centre-back every game. I don't get what's happened or how that's come to this situation. For me, Holden needs to be dropped. You know, we're interested in a right-sided centre-back in January. And, you know, once he said it, I said it in the last poll, we're interested in a right side. Who that player is, I don't know. Listen, we got a, f- we got a, we got a view in tonight of Vestergaard I up close and personal. He... Looks like a fantastic centre back to go in alongside Gabriel, someone who's older, someone who's got more experience, and someone who can actually, who's actually good on the ball as well. That's the thing with with, with Arsenal, he's not the best on the ball. Arsenal, knowing our board, we're gonna go and sign someone like Gary Cahill. We're gonna say, oh, we're gonna sign him on a one year contract just so we can have a right centre centre back whilst our youth grow. Oh, we're gonna invest it. We've signed Saliba. We're willing to loan him back out. Why? Why not give him the opportunity? I think, yeah, that's... that's You're that's looking to go and sign to. a new... Cent- Edu that's- said something yesterday about that. Edu said something about why... Um, 
Saliba's not been playing or what, what he needs to improve on or something along those lines. And I'll find the quotes. Give me one second. I will find them quotes for you. He said yesterday regarding Saliba, where is it? Um, Whilst you're looking for the quote, I just want to say, why are we looking for a right-sided centre-back when, like I said, you've got Saliba there who you spent the money on. At least give him a... I don't understand why he hasn't even played him in the Europa League. He didn't register him. He wasn't registered. But this is what Edu said on Saliba. He said he arrived here after a very challenging year. He was injured. He didn't play a lot of games, as people really know. He had some personal issues, which we all know was to do with his mum and dad passing away, yeah? We need to prepare him to play, and of course he is training, playing with under-23s, and now we are facing the situation if he will stay with the way he is now, or are we going to loan him to get some proper games and then we will, he will come back? The thing is, yeah, I said this, you know, and I've heard it on the Ask cast. Andrew said it many times, Askblog said it many times, that I would rather see Saliba make a mistake here or there than to see the likes of Holden, see the likes of Mustafi, and to see the likes of... Louise make the same mistakes over and over again. I would mm. rather see... Look, Wenger's... Do you remember Wenger's famous quote when Holden played? And they went, oh, man, Rob Holden, what a fantastic centre-half you bought there. And Wenger turned around and went, yeah, well, I'm sorry he didn't cost 50 million. You know, laughing about John Stones mm. when he just signed, for, just signed for City. I would... And don't get me wrong, Saliba's coming for 30 million, so you put some trust in him. But I would rather us put him in and say, show me what you can do as a centre-back. That's what I... Cool. The Arsenal board, Edu's turned around and said this. So... His comment there just shows a level of incompetence in his role because why would you go and spend 30 million on a centre back that's not ready to play for the club? But you know, the funny thing is, as well, that was another player that we signed under Emery. That wasn't a player we signed under a test. So that's the other problem that he's facing with Saliba. Saliba's come in under Emery. But obviously, we were we desperate to sign, you know, I think it was even Mislintat at the time was the one who pushed for him. And that's the thing, look, if you go back last season at Sanetti and the season before when we signed him, it was him and Fafana couldn't even get a game at the time. Fafana's a year or two older than him. Mm. Fafana was, he was benching Fafana. One of the players is playing in the under-23s. The other player is playing first team for Leicester in the top four. You know, why, why is it? What's happened in that? But I'm like you, I'd like to see him give it a go. Especially after the Rob Holden like I said, tonight. I know you said we, he, he wasn't registered on the Europa League, but that's my point. Why? You know it's the Europa League. I agree. We're playing low-quality opposition. Yeah. Why? Instead of saying we're going to loan him out, why not stop registering him to play in that? My thing is, my, my big bugbear here was why the hell did we include Pablo Mari in the Europa League squad when he's only played injured. two games in the Europa League because he was injured and not registered Saliba? Give him a game against Dundalk away from home or at home. Give him a game against Molder at home. Give him a game where you know we're going to have all the ball. You know we're going to be the possession team that we want to be at home against these small teams in the Europa League. Why not play him in those games? That's where I, I don't get it either. But listen, I think we've given enough on that. What's your verdict? Look, we've got Everton away coming up. They just won 2-0 away at Leicester. What do you th- expect to see from the Arsenal team? What would you like to see from the Arsenal team? Give me your expectation and your... You hope. I, I believe we're going to go into that. I don't I don't want to sound negative in the slightest, but I can't see us getting a result at Goodison. I genuinely can't see it. I disagree. And I'll tell you why I disagree here. So, the thing is with Everton, yeah, obviously they're going to play with two up top. They're going to play Richarlison and Cavaloon up top, yeah. But is Bellerin starting next game? I hope he doesn't. 
I hope Ainsley Maitland-Niles has done enough tonight for Arteta to say, you can trust me enough to play in this position. If we're going to play with a back five or a 3-4-3 three, three like we did tonight, and that's what I want us to play. Listen, if we have to go old school and put Pepe right, Aubameyang, uh, Lacazette through the middle, Aubameyang on the left where he's more comfortable at the moment, Saka left wing back, Ainsley Maitland-Niles right wing back and have you know, Elneny and Ceballos in the middle or even Elneny and Willock or Willock and someone else. And then we have the back three of Louise Ger- um, holding who's Holden's going to play, and Tierney, then I think I think it'll be a lot tighter than we, we, we think it could be. I just, I don't know. It's one of those ones, man. It's, it's proper. What's happening with Mavropanos? He's on loan, isn't it, Stuttgart? He's been playing really well, apparently, from them. He's, he's doing good. And that's the thing. Look, we've got a, an array of centre-backs. We've got Mavropanos. We've got Louise, Mustafi, Socrates. Those three are going to be out of contract, yeah? So let's say for next season, we're going to have Mavropanos, Saliba, uh, Saliba, Chambers, Holding, Gabriel and Mari. So six centre-backs, we need to whittle those down to four. You can't go into a Premier League team with six centre-backs in. That's mm. just not possible. That's why... And that you know what? It'd be interesting to see what Chambers can do. Because when Arteta first came in, Chambers was in every game. He played for the first few games until he got injured. Mm. I would like to see Chambers start ahead of Holding, personally. I just, I just want holding out of the team all, all together like I said last game and I was even saying it up until Aubameyang scored this is why I said I want Aubameyang drop because his performance and his level he's just he's, he's not strutting around the I've pitch before, no, he's not but it's the fact that he struts around the pitch going I'm the best player here so I'm not going to be dropped they, Arteta needs to drop he, well before tonight before he scored that goal I was saying to you listen this is why he needs to be dropped because he's not showing it. He's not going to his teammates, get the fuck up, move, do this, do that. He wasn't doing any of that. But then he does that, he scores that goal. And you think, okay, look, does that, is that going to now inspire some confidence going into the next few games? Who knows? Not really. I don't think it's going to inspire confidence. Going in. We started off our first game of the season winning 3-0. Yeah, but that was against a Fulham team. At like the time, was just shit. I, it, do you know what? It's the first game of the season. We've, we've won 3-0. Confidence is high. Mm. Then we went on to beat West Ham, Sheffield. Well, we beat, listen, we, we won our first three games. We then faced Man City, Liverpool, like I said earlier. And you look at that and think, okay, cool, look. We're away from home in both those games. Against the top, two teams, lost, and the top a... two teams in the league. Okay, cool, look, you can, you can give them a blight. But it's them ones that come after that. The most embarrassing one for me was Villa at home. It wasn't the fact that they just beat us 3 0. <sighs> It was the mannerism. It was the way we performed. We had nothing. We had absolutely nothing. But then again, I look on that and I think, but look what Aston Villa have done since and before. They beat Liverpool 7-2. Regardless of what you think about that and regardless uh, of what you think that's it's a that's that's 7-2, game. they beat Liverpool. Liverpool play them again this season. That will never happen. No, 100%. Liverpool, it won't. Villa will beat them. But if we play Villa again... They can beat us in the same manner which they did. Yeah, right now they can, 100%. Possibly a bigger scoreline. 100%. But listen, we'll go into the prediction. What's your score prediction for Everton away? 2-0 Everton. I'm going to go 1-1. I don't know why I'm going to go 1-1. I don't want to be that optimistic Arsenal fan. I get my hopes up and then, as usual, Arsenal just... Oh, listen, I'm not not getting my hopes up. I'm expecting us to go somewhere. I'm just hoping. This is my hope that we go 1-1. It's not an an expectation. It's not me saying, yeah, we're going to win. 100%. Look at the way we played tonight after we went 1-0 down. Nah, this is me saying, okay, listen, I think... I think uh, Calvert-Lewin and Richarlison are going to have some cause... The problem is, what we need to do... Listen, set pieces... We don't concede from set pieces. We haven't conceded a goal from a set piece this season. 
that's just that's just fact. Now you see that. Now I say that it's going to kick me in the ass because I said it last week as well against Burnley. But we haven't conceded a goal from set pieces. And I said this to you earlier. And I said this to other people. We need to be brave when it comes to set pieces. We put Pepe, we put Saka up on the halfway line. And if the ball gets cleared, you've got an outlet. If we get a position where we can play out onto the left-hand side of the 18-yard box and we can spring the ball forward to players running, that gives us an outlet. If Leno catches the ball, he's not having to wait for players to run half half way up the pitch. You can already just ping the ball straight because you've already got your players up there. Yeah, I'm going to go 1-1. One, one. Um, is it a midday kickoff? It's a 3 p.m. No, what, what time is the kickoff on? on, on is it Saturday or Sunday? It's Saturday, Saturday, isn't it? Or is it an evening kickoff again? No, Saturday is. I think it's during. I think we're one of the very first few to play. I think you could be right. You know, we are kicking off. We kick off half five, five thirty away at Goodison Park on Sky Sports. Yes, HD. Yes, let's not promote too much though. But listen, that's it from today. Um, we rambled a little bit off topic about you know off uh, regardless of the of the reaction. But this was the first ever Kringle Talks Football Reaction Podcast. I hope you enjoyed. It. I hope you can gain some solace out of our, our, our discussions um, until next time obviously you can follow me at Mr. CJ Wright on Twitter um, my YouTube channel as well just search Mr. CJ Wright you can find this podcast wherever you you know get your podcasts like share subscribe give us a review on Apple Podcasts as well we really appreciate it and until next time guys peace